Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is, and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. Okay, so I'm having a fangirl moment, and I want to take you back to circa 2002-2003 when I saw Aaron Carter with my mom. We were walking, and he walked by. This was like pre-Hillary Duff Lindsay Lohan drama, Um, but I remember fangirling and being like, oh my god, I just saw someone totally cool, and I never thought that I would have that feeling again. Until I did this interview (laughs) because Jessica Demas, who has the blog Dwell in Magic, has been a huge inspiration for me. When I first started my blog, I found her through Pinterest because if you guys didn't know, Pinterest is how I gain 80% of my traffic. Yeah, through Pinterest. I know it sounds crazy. It's not just for DIY and recipes. There's like actually some really valuable content. I almost cussed. Sorry, mom. Um, there's some really good content on there and including my blog and Jessica's blogs and tons of other people's blogs. But yeah, I found her through Pinterest and I really resonated with not only her content, she had a, a business attached to her blog. And I was like, whoa, like this is actually a thing. Because when I heard people tell say like, oh, I make money online. I don't know why I thought that it was like scammy. Like I was like, oh, those are the people that like scam other people into like buying things from them. And it was almost like (laughs) I had that like as seen on TV guy, the one who I I can't say names, obviously. Um, But he had a stain remover if that rings any bells for anyone. Um, and he was like, hey, like, you just had this such a, like, gargarious, like, personality. So I was, like, thinking when people told me, yeah, you can make money online. Like, that's just who I imagined. Those were the types of people that were successful business owners online. And Jessica totally shifted my mindset away from that because I saw that the work that she was doing. So her blog, Dwell in Magic, is all about manifestation and the law of attraction, which we're going to talk about in this episode. But it's not just, it's not, it's totally woo-woo, but it actually works. (laughs) Um, So if you're not familiar with law of attraction, or the secret, or manifesting, 
please familiarize yourself um, because it is amazing. And Jessica and I talk a lot about that, but it's also about setting yourself up to be able to attract the things that you want in your life. So we talk about self-love and self-care and how finding those rituals that are so valuable to yourself to get you into alignment to where you can manifest the things that you truly want. So I'm really grateful that I was able to schedule this with Jessica. I was so scared to reach out to her because, you know, you can get no's. People don't always want to do podcasts and interviews, which I get. I totally understand it. It's not their jam. Um, but yeah, it was it was honestly so crazy to be able to get Allie Daniel from last week's episode. If you didn't, if you haven't listened to that, please go listen to that to it because it like kind of really flows nicely into the second interview uh, with Jessica Demas because I kind of found them around the same time and they were huge inspirations for me when I started my blog. So anyway. That is what this episode is about. I feel like I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I'm just really excited. And that's what I do when I start to fangirl is I start talking nonstop. So I'm going to shut up now and we're going to jump into this episode with Jessica Timas. You guys can find all of her links down below in the episode description. And I hope that you guys go check her out because she's awesome. And I will catch you guys in next week's episode. So Jessica runs a blog called Dwell in Magic, which is all about law of attraction and manifestation. And I am totally having a fangirl moment because when I first started blogging, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I came across her blog through Pinterest and I was like, oh, like this is like her content not only intrigued me and it was something that I was interested in. But then it also was such a huge, it was like a catalyst. I was like, oh, like she is actually running a blog and she's selling worksheets and she's doing affiliate links and she's doing all of these things and she's actually like making income from it. And so that kind of steamrolled my own, I guess, like purpose with my blog into what it is now. So when I reached out to Jessica, which I have before in the past, um, I was like, I really hope she says yes, because that would be really kind of come full circle for me, for her to be. (laughs) You're so sweet. And I would never say no. (laughs) So that's good. Um, And I know that you were, you're originally from North Carolina, and then you moved to Arizona. And now you're back in North Carolina, which you recently just moved there, right? Yes, I did just uh, yeah a few months ago. And how has that been? It's been like a whirlwind of emotions because on the one hand, I manifested like the perfect home for me and everything, but I'm also like a super, you know, sensitive person, so I'm going through sort of like, you know, mourning almost. <laughs> You know, missing like, I don't know, I guess it's like the end of one chapter and the beginning of another. And I've always, it's kind of always been hard for me to like, let go. Yeah. It's kind of like a bittersweet feeling. Exactly. So that's, it's been really good, but not going to lie. I've been just dealing with some, yeah, just like, you know, 
You have yeah, to I'm missing my regain, wife in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You have to almost regain like an equilibrium. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so like your whole life, I feel like. And you guys recently just had a hurricane, Hurricane Florence. Yes, um, that was. <laughs> when we were like coordinating this, um, she was like, do you mind if I like push it back an hour? Because I'm at the store and <laughs> getting supplies for the hurricane. And Just I was like, hurricane supplies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like so nonchalant. Like I'm just getting supplies for a hurricane. I'm like, um, that's totally fine. <laughs> so Yeah, I was very, very lucky that I'm inland. So I, you know, nothing bad happened in my area, thank goodness. Yeah, that's good. I know I texted one of my other friends who's also in North Carolina and I was like, I hope you're safe. And she's like, Thanks. I'm like six hours away from the beach. I'm like, okay, clearly. Oh no. Oh. So she was fine. So it was like I felt like geographically stunted in that moment because I was like oh my gosh I didn't realize like how if you're more inland like it doesn't affect it didn't affect as you as much as as if you were coastal so right yeah so that was funny so tell us a little bit more about what dwell in magic is all about dwell in magic um is basically uh all about utilizing the law of attraction and manifesting, um, you know, deliberately creating your reality, and then self-care to keep in touch with yourself, heal past uh, beliefs, traumas, and so I feel like it's kind of like a cycle. Like I do self-care to like to basically like get my help keep a healthy mindset. Yeah. So then I can utilize a law of attraction and manifest a life that I want. You had like a really interesting story, which is part of why I wanted to bring you on is because I heard your interview with Allie Daniels from um, Punch Drunk Love Soul. And I probably said that wrong, but she also yeah, has a love podcast. <laughs> and um, yeah, she'll be on the fall the previous week from when this is released. Um, and I really loved listening to you explain how you got into law of attraction. So why don't you kind of unpack what that journey was like for for you? Sure. So yeah, I was, I guess this was probably like six years ago and I had never heard of the law of attraction. I honestly thought it was like a, a dating theory, like (laughs) attracting people. I don't know. I don't know what it was. And um, I was like of kind of like the typical mindset of just like, I don't know, shit happens and then you die. That's really the mindset I had. I didn't have a good mindset. And anyway, I was pregnant with my second uh, son and I had my first one. He was like a year and a half and I was at home with him and my husband was working two jobs so that I could stay home with him. And then uh, one day he lost he lost his job. And because he lost that job, he just, the other one was pointless to keep. So basically he, um, we went to zero income, zero income because we had no savings or anything. We were like paycheck to paycheck with his two jobs. So, um, I still remember like my, you know, my heart like dropping into my stomach that day. And I just thought like, of course this would happen to me. And now looking back, I'm like, well, of course, that's why it did happen to you. <laughs> that was your mindset. Right. But anyway, um, so 
my husband one night just had um asked if I had ever seen the doc documentary The Secret. It's on Netflix, and I hadn't. So he said, "I think you'll like it," and I watched it, and it just like it just kind of blew my mind. But I'm I don't know why I wasn't like um what's the word. I don't know why I didn't like, you know, say that's hogwash or whatever, because that's seemingly what my mindset would have said. But right. something about it just felt like so true to me. I was just like, this feels like something I kind of already knew. And right. I was like, I remember being a child and wondering, like, why do I even have an imagination? Why do we have these thoughts? And so oh, anyway, wow. that's a deep thought for like a child to have. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so when I watched that documentary, I was like, oh my gosh, there's my answer. Our imagination is like not in vain. Like we have it for a reason. And um, I don't know, I had nothing to lose because we had, we were at rock bottom. We had no money coming in. We were having to ask our parents to help us pay our bills. I had to, we were like on food stamps and all of it was like a cycle of shame over and over and over. That was like the main feeling that I had at that time. And it was one that I've had most of my life. So, I mean, that's what it was. It was a cycle of like shame, of manifesting shame over and over again. So that summer, I, I was like, I have nothing to lose. So I said, I'm going to visualize my husband with a job. And I was like picturing him dressing up going to work every day, getting lots of phone calls. And I was picturing myself like going to Target with the kids, you know, getting whatever I wanted, not having to check my bank account to see if there's any money in there, going out to eat, having my husband home more because, you know, with two jobs, he was hardly home. So right. I was like, I want him to have more money. I want us to have more money, but I don't want him to be gone all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was picturing us together. And then it was like he had several interviews that were in his field and they just kept falling through at the last minute. And I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. But I kept visualizing and I kept finding 10 things I was grateful for every day. And I just kept watching The Secret like on repeat. Like I just kept inundating myself with the law of attraction so that I could like keep my beliefs strong in this. And then, yeah, three months later, he got a job completely out of his field that where he worked like half the amount of time and made twice the amount of money. And it was like our life, it just felt like it did a complete 180. That's amazing. And yeah. So ever since that summer, I was just like hardcore believer in the law of attraction because I was like this, this time, this experience never happened to me ever up until that point. And it like, it literally manifests manifested what I had been thinking in my mind. So I was like, I don't know. It was just crazy. So and for people who don't know, if you've somehow been living under a rock, the secret is it's a book and a movie, like a documentary style movie. And it's by Rhonda Burns. I don't know if I'm saying that her name correctly, um, but it's, it's yeah, based, based on the law of attraction. So that's what she was, she was referencing. Um, but yeah, I think visualization is, is so important when you're manifesting and utilizing the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. What ways did you remind, like my biggest thing is I always forget to visualize. So oh, like, okay. how did you keep that consistent? 
I think I had read that summer, I had read the book Infinite Possibilities because like once I watched The Secret, I was like, I have, like give me all the manifesting books. Right. I, I need, like, I need more. <laughs> yeah, so I devoured them and Mike Dooley had talked about how all you need to do is just a few minutes a day of visualizing and also Jack Canfield said something similar in The Secret, which I wrote down on a piece of paper and I looked at it all the time and he was saying like, Every day, close your eyes for a few minutes and think about what you want to have. And then he said, you know, and then feel gratitude for what you already have and then go into your day and let it go and let the universe, you know, do its thing. And so I guess from them, I got, okay, so what I need to do is I need to just spend a few minutes every day visualizing. And the easiest time is when I'm in bed about to go to sleep. So I would just quickly visualize my husband going to work. And I would, then I would like, I was like, okay, think of 10 things that I'm grateful for. And I really felt them until like most nights I was in tears because I was so scared too during that time. So to like even acknowledge that I had a fridge that was keeping my food cold and I had my own um, place to live. I wasn't in a shelter or anything. So I had my, my baby was able to sleep in his bed like that was it meant so much to me. So I was like, you know what, I do have so much still. And it just brought me to tears. And I know that that's one of the most powerful ways to feel gratitude, like you just really feel it. And it's kind of hard sometimes when you're actually like, doing really good. I mean, I found that it might have been a little more powerful when I was in the hard place, because I was just so grateful for what I did have. Right. That's why I tell people, like, if you are in a hard place, like, you are in the perfect place to, like, spring yourself forward because you're surrounded by such contrast that it's, like, completely clarifying what you want for yourself. And it's going to, like, catapult you into what you want. Mm -hmm. I agree. Why do you think gratitude is so important? Like, manifestation and gratitude go hand in hand. I I agree with you. I just... Mm -hmm for maybe someone who's listening who doesn't understand the the potential or the purpose of gratitude. Yeah, I used to think that gratitude was be grateful for what little you have mm-hmm. and accept it. And that's that's what you need to be grateful. That's what I thought gratitude was, like just accepting where you are in life and being grateful for that. But then when I started learning about the law of attraction, I was learning that True gratitude puts you in like this vibration mm-hmm. of you're appreciating and you're basically telling the universe all the different things you're loving, no matter how small or big they are. Like, oh, I just love that I'm in this warm bed right now. I love that I have a fridge. You're just saying, I love, I'm loving this. I'm loving whatever. And the universe hears, you know, the universe picks up on that vibration and sends you more things to love. So if you're appreciating things, you're just going to keep attracting things to appreciate. I wish I could remember where I heard this. And that's like the one thing I need to really work on because like I always forget where I hear things or who said what, but it was about how, and I'm, it might've even been the secret now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know, but it's like your brain cannot differentiate between like big goals and small goals, like when you accomplish them. And so I feel like that kind of has to do with like gratitude as well. Like even if you're grateful for the littlest thing, like you're saying, like having a fridge to keep your food cold, like that is something that is so, so we don't think about it so insignificant, Mm -hmm. but it's still 
I think registers with your brain as like gratitude, like I'm grateful for this thing and kind of emerges you into that vibration. And that's exactly why with, I think like with goals, like they say, like make your bed every morning, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a small little goal and you continue to, to progress throughout your day with that, with that mindset. Exactly. It always reminds me of like, those turtles that get in those, what is it like in Nemo? Are there like the turtles go into those? What are they called? Oh, like little tunnel things? Yes. I, I don't always know what like they're called, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sad I only know them from Finding Nemo. But those things, are, like, reminds me of like when we're in that funnel of gratitude, where we could be joined by other people who are, are grateful for their huge mansion. People are grateful for. Uh, Yeah, the refrigerator, all things, but you're all in the same frequency of appreciation. So you're going to be, you know, receiving more things to appreciate. You're on the same level as like, I don't know, it's just like, uh, I'm not explaining it well, but you know, you are. I think that's exactly, (laughs) I think that's perfect. I love that visualization because everyone loves finding Nemo. And if you don't, (laughs) um, please stop listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) um but no I I think that's a perfect way to explain it I love that I think that you should like somehow make that like a post or something my next blog post yeah like a repurposing your content because that's like (laughs) um so you were talking a little bit about how you when your husband lost his jobs you were like well of course that would happen to me and Mm -hmm. so what was your mindset like before you learned about the law of attraction. It was just like, I'm not one of those lucky people. I'll never be one of those people. Um, We don't make good money. We never will make good money. I didn't get the right degree. My husband doesn't even have a degree. Uh, You know, I just, I just uh, had this mindset of kind of like, I was just like a victim. Like, Oh, and I look back on it. I was like, Ooh, you yeah. were just playing that victim card like every day. I didn't realize it. And then like when I started learning this stuff, I'm like, I felt called out and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I've been doing. I've been playing a victim and it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. You would think it sometimes feels good to be like, oh, this happened to me and it's not my fault. And you know, a lot of people who I've talked to about the law of attraction with and they're just like, but you're, you're blaming others or whatever for what's happened to them. I'm like, I, but I'm not. I would rather personally take responsibility for something that's happened in my life because it means that I can change it. I don't like feeling like things are out of my control as far as my experience. I can't control the world, but my experience is in my control. And so I, I don't feel like it's like blaming. It's just more like owning your power. I, I see it more like that. Like, but don't you see that it's saying that you have the power? Yeah. I think it's a perception of, of, what you have control over because I think it is a very delicate balance of like, I always love that quote, like life come, like life doesn't come at you. It comes from you. Yeah. Um, because shitty things are inevitable. (laughs) Like people are Mm -hmm. going to lose their jobs. People are going to have rough patches in relationships or lose relationships or, businesses close or businesses succeed and a lot of the times like that those kinds of things they aren't in our control but what we do have control over is how we perceive them and how we utilize them right yeah which I yeah, think you know, did a perfect example of that with 
utilizing the law of attraction when you you guys did hit hit that bump in the road yeah in the past if something bad would have happened i felt more of like of course this happened of course this happens to me because nothing good can happen for me and now when there's bumps and patches i'm like this must be happening for a reason because another one of my manifestations is coming through <laughs> like totally oh that's a great way to think of it you know like i'm just like this must be happening for a reason i really it's like my husband this girl sideswiped him on the freeway um, totaled the car and my husband was just like so bummed about it. I was like, this must be happening for a reason. This is happening right before moving to North Carolina. That car must not been good to go across the country. I mean, there was no reason why it wouldn't have been, but I was just trying to think, you know, like this happened for a reason. And he did end up with a better car that works for his job. So I don't know. I just, I try to always look at things now. Like this is in my best interest somehow, even though I can't see it right now. Hmm. I think that's so important. Because then we get caught, like, I think it goes back to your thing of, like, the playing the victim. It's like you think that these horrible things are happening, but I think when you shift your perspective to being like, okay, this sucks right now, but it might be because something better is, is on its yeah. way or something good is, is going to come of it. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I think that's great. So how do you think that the law of attraction shifted your mindset? just basically made me realize that I had been using my imagination not for the better good. <laughs> I had been, what I used to do was I would envision arguments that I, was, I would have with people who were annoying me, or I would envision all the what ifs and all the stuff, all the things that could go wrong. And I was very leery of good things happening to me. I was like, oh gosh, this probably won't last. And so once I learned about the law of attraction, I just realized it just uh, shifted my mindset completely to I'm in control here. I always remember that if things are not going how I want, I can sit down and clarify what I do want and feel it, write it out, visualize it. You know, I can, I can start, I can pivot my experience basically to, to go a different direction than it's going. I think that's really powerful. So how do you continue to shift your mindset around money? Because I think, I think with mindset, it's like, you're not, it's not like a one and done type of thing. Like you shift your mm -hmm. mindset and then you're done. It's like at each level that you up, like every time you up level, a new version of your mindset has to emerge, you know, because you're going to encounter new challenges or like new things old things that used to be difficult might become easier. So how would you say that you continue to kind of shift your mindset? I feel like I honestly keep mindset as one of my biggest priorities because I have taken it so seriously for the past six years, ever since I, you know, everything shifted for me that summer. And so I, I really do keep myself immersed in books and and things that basically inundate me with the reminder of how important my mindset is so you're right i it is like every level that you go up it's kind of like you have to grow into that new shoe mm -hmm. so you, you are always growing always learning and uh so i just think it's so important to keep yourself surrounded with 
books on mindset, law of attraction, manifesting, uh, follow people on social media who are in that world. Just, you know, just inundate yourself, basically. I, on yeah. Pinterest, when I go onto Pinterest, Pinterest constantly is showing me quotes because that's what I'm pinning all the time. And those quotes, they're so powerful. They're just constant reminders, constant reminders to like bolster my, my faith and, and everything. Cause that's, I don't know, to me, that's so important. It kind of has to be like in the front of your mind. Yeah. I think it has to be a, like you were saying, you make it a priority and she's totally true. I see on her Instagram stories, she's always, you're always like talking about, um, we'll get into it, but the worksheets that she creates and she's utilizing those and she's reading and doing like, you're literally everything that you just said, like you actually do, um, which I think is really fantastic because that's sometimes difficult to find on social media is people not actually practicing what they're preaching. Um, but yeah, I really do believe that it's all about just immersing, um, why can't I say this? Immersing, immersing yourself in, in, in mindset work and continuing to develop and continuing to shift your perspective, um, until you do grow into a new level of yourself. Mm -hmm. So before you had dwell in magic, you actually had another blog. Um, because that's one of the reasons why I reached out to Jessica was I had mentioned like I had had a blog and I didn't really know mine was like more on documenting like the things that I was doing to help with my anxiety and it kind of grew and developed as I did like as I have as a person in the past like year and a half and so I am always really interested in how people transition out from one one space, especially online, um, into another space. So can you tell us a little bit more about the blog that you had before Dwell in Magic and kind of what made you, well, obviously the law of attraction made you make this, the, the transition, but what was that like for you? Yeah, I had a blog. I called it a mommy blog. I wrote about, uh, it had first started out as just writing about our days at the splash pad and stuff. And then it turned into I started writing more article-based type blog posts, and um, I I had my articles like on Scary Mommy, Huffington Post, and that was like really fun and everything. But then I was just getting way too woo-woo for that blog. I really wanted to write about self-care, but I wanted to go like, I'm like, let's get deep into self-care. I'm not talking about I'm not just talking about lighting a little candle and journaling, although that is actually a part of my self-care. But I mean, I wanted to get like, you know, I was like, I had to, let's get weird. Okay. That's what I always want to do. I want to get weird. Let's get deeper into this <laughs> woo-woo stuff. I want to talk about, you know, just everything. I didn't have the right audience. I had, I had moms who were used to me writing about the motherhood experience. Baby so I was kind of coming out of <laughs> baby eczema I was writing about baby eczema and my daily routine with a two and four year old and I couldn't just start writing about manifesting and and at the time I thought manifesting was woo-woo and now I'm like that is not woo-woo at all that's just a fact of life (laughs) but at the time I was like in the closet you know in the woo-woo closet so it's like I I just I've got to take it somewhere else 
So that's why I started Dwelling Magic. And I remember asking a friend, I was like, is Dwelling Magic like, what do you, is that, is that a good tagline? And she was like, no, I doesn't, you know, it makes me feel like it's not based in reality or like it's based in the occult or something like that. And I was like, "Mm, good. Okay. I'm going to keep it then. (laughs) I'm going to keep Dwelling Magic. No, I like the name a lot. Yeah. Cause I felt like that's what you should do. You should dwell in magic, obviously not 24 seven, but you, it's so good to go out of your way every day and dwell a little bit in self care and visualizing and thinking about what you want. Because when you do that just for a few minutes a day, it really does like change everything. So. Yeah. And you said that the law of attraction felt like magic to you. It did. I thought like, I still think it's magic. I, I mean, I know it's like a universal, I like kind gravity. Right. But I feel like it's magic. Like, oh, I can think of something in my mind and then it'll pretty much happen. Like not exactly usually how you see it in your mind or it happens in such a, you feel like it's going to have to happen with like fireworks if it's going to happen at all, because you just can't see how it's going to happen. But it happens so I don't even know how to explain it, but like, it'll just, you know, like my husband got that job and all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, he had to get a phone because he was kind of like working on his own with clients with his previous jobs. He didn't even have his own phone. So I don't even know why I was visualizing that, but I just felt like it kind of made him more of an entrepreneur type. Mm-hmm. And I was just visualizing that. And he did have to get a phone because he had clients calling and he actually had, he was on the phone too much. So I was like, Oh, I've got to cut that back now. I visualized him on the phone too much. Right. So this is kind of spinning off here, but do you think that you can manifest things for other people? If they are open, they want that, then I think you can, like you can co-create with someone. This is like, you know, like, especially with friends, close friends or um, intimate partners, and you both have the same goal and if you visualize them calling you with good news and they visualize you calling them with good news it's really powerful because then you have both of you you know like with this energy swirling and the same picture in your minds and so yeah I don't think that you can manifest for someone if they don't want it yeah so was your husband like on board with the manifesting did he know that you were manifesting Yeah, I was like telling him what I was visualizing and I would tell him to visualize and uh, he wasn't as crazy as I was about it. He does believe in it, but I'm the type to get like really into something. Right. And I was really into it. Like I want to like, you know, meet it part of my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, he, He does believe in law of attraction and everything. He's just not he doesn't remember as much as I do to actually visualize and stuff. So I can't, I would just tell him I'm visualizing this for you. I'm visualizing this. He's like, yep, keep doing that. Keep doing that. So I, cause I, I remember thinking, Jessica, you can't take credit that he got this job. He got the job. You didn't, you didn't, there's no way you could have had any part of this. Then I was thinking, you know what? I was the one who made his resume. I was the one who found that job position online. And I was like, this doesn't really seem like it's, you know, in your field. And he's like, well, just apply me anyway. I have nothing to lose, you know? Yeah. So I applied him to, yeah, he went to the interview. Yeah, he did the work. But 
I don't know. Now, I, looking back, I've always thought, yeah, you did help manifest that because you were the one picturing him with making lots of phone calls. You were the one picturing him home more often and making more money. And you were the one picturing yourself going and shopping without having to look at your bank account. So I definitely believe that. I like can. that you use the term like co-creating because that's exactly yeah. like you just, that was a perfect explanation of like you mm-hmm. being the one to find the, to cr- write his resume and found the position. And it's like, you did some of the leg work and he did the other half. So I think yeah. that's a really good, good example. I've just always been really curious about that because like I always, I mean, I would hope that I, I'd like to think that I like manifest good things for my friends as well. <laughs> um, so that's a good, a good um, intention. So yeah. you on top of, so when you had your mommy blog, you wrote a book called Anything Can Be. Mm-hmm. And is that still available? Yeah, it's on my blog now, Dwell in Magic. Perfect. And so what is that about? It is about the law of attraction and my understanding of it and how I applied it to my life. There's no information in there that hasn't been said in other books, you know? Right. But that didn't stop me from writing it because I was like, you know what? I love to read manifestation books because with each one that I read, I feel like I'm getting a piece that I didn't get from another one because it's everyone's perspective and everyone has different thoughts, you know, and it's just, um, and very enjoyable and helpful for me to read. So yeah, I just wrote it from my perspective, how I personally applied it to my life. And then I created the worksheets. With your point about like, there's no new information. I want to say something. I think that it doesn't matter. Like I always hear people say like, oh, I want to start a blog about this, but like a million other people are already doing it. So like, it's going to be really difficult Mm -hmm. for me to stand out. And I think that that's like, kind of, I think it's a cop out because I think like you were saying, there's, even if it's not completely new information, it's your voice. It's the way that you've interpret, interpreted something. And now you're explaining it. Like, I think, you know, in this day and age, there's just so much information and a lot of I don't want to say recycled information because I feel like that has such a negative connotation to it, but Mm -hmm. it's like everyone has had some like the same idea, but the way that we express that idea is completely different. And it's probably something that you've written in your book resonated more with someone than they did when they read the secret or they read another manifestation book. Yeah. Cause I mean, It's like people who open restaurants. Like, are you not going to open a Chinese restaurant because there's already a million in the state or the country? Like, no, because you make it, you make the food in your way and you create a certain atmosphere in your restaurant that's not like any other. So I feel like if you want to write about something and there's a million other people writing about it, so what? There's, you're not writing about it. If you're not writing about it, then it's not out there yet because your perspective uh, counts. Yeah, I I love your restaurant analogy because that's so true. It's just like even when you try to make like your grandmother's recipe and like you're down to like the exact brand of carrots that she used, Mm -hmm. but it like doesn't, it just doesn't taste the same because it's not. That's such a good analogy too. Yes, I love that. It's not just, it's just not from her. You know, like you're the one making it. So it's different. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that, you know, 
if you want to write something, if you want to start something, but you're like, oh, it's already been done before. It really hasn't. Like if it's still in your mind, it hasn't been done before. Exactly. Kind of the way that I've always, that I've always thought about it. Yeah. So you were saying about the, the worksheets, sorry, I completely hit you off. <laughs> I got distracted. So it was not your fault. Um, I, I created the worksheets because that summer that I was doing the whole law of attraction thing, I was like writing stuff down and I was like trying, you know, I'm reading all these books and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to do this. I don't know. You know, I like to have things written down. So like my brain, that's just how my brain gets it. Yeah. I need I'm the same way. Yeah. So I started creating worksheets for myself so that I could write down what I wanted to manifest, things I wanted to remember, you know, every day or whatever. So I started like that. And then later, I don't know if it was like two years later when I wrote anything can be, I was like, you know, what would make this book so much more helpful is if I made worksheets to go with it so that they can actually implement it. And so that's, that's why I created the work. Well, I mean, I had already kind of had them, but I made them better. And I created a few more that I didn't have around my book so that I could like flow. And if you're reading the book, you could actually implement the information I'm giving you in an easier way. That's perfect. It's just like what you, what we do in school, like you read and then you have a worksheet, but it's way more fun. <laughs> exactly. A fun worksheet. <laughs> a fun worksheet. Not like you're going back to college. And like exactly. To but yeah, I love that. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of worksheets because I love them too. And I've kind of, I don't have, I have never made myself a worksheet. Maybe I should. It's like a good idea. Um, They're really I awesome. A, a I love them. That I like write in and I usually do the same thing every day. Like write down what I'm grateful for and then I do my affirmations and then I kind of have like a free write space but mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be like a really long work <laughs> worksheet <laughs> if I ever made one um so let's see how to transition this so part of law of attraction and this is probably what everyone really wants to know is the law of attraction and sales. So how do you utilize the law of attraction to gain sales? I've done different things. Um, sometimes I just picture lots of emails coming in, like good emails. Like I see the, I sell my products on Gumroad. So I'll see like Gumroad sales coming in. Mm. Um, I think the best one that works for me is I'm, I visualize calling my husband like I'm super crazy excited and telling him <laughs> good news. And so I'm not like specific about the sales. Like how much or how the quantity or anything. Yes. I'm just like, oh, I just, that'd be so freaking cool if I, you know, every day I could call my husband and be like, oh my God, guess what? Yeah. And so when I do stuff like that, I start, you know, sales start coming in. and. One thing for me is because my energy can be very smothering. <laughs> just like I need to step away sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's actually better if I can get my mind off of everything. Well, I guess if, if, if I'm in a place of just kind of like not making the amount that I want, I guess I should say. But really anytime. It's better for me if I am 
enjoying my day, doing things that I love doing that have nothing to do with my sales, um, doing my self-care routine, reading a book, walking through the woods, I don't know, just doing stuff like that. And usually when I'm doing stuff like that, I get like majorly inspired. Then if I'm hovering around my laptop trying to force things to happen, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think, what was the analogy that I heard? It was like, think of it like you order something from Amazon, right? Like you order it and you know that it's coming. Like you just kind of trust Amazon enough to be Mm -hmm. like, I ordered this thing and it's coming. And that's kind of like always how I've, I guess manifested it's like oh I see this thing I want x amount of sales or x amount of of dollars and I I think it's a fine like a delicate dance between setting the intention but also not holding on to it so tightly um because mm-hmm. I think like you were saying it can be very smothering like you feel like you have to like it has to happen um, and that, mm-hmm. and then it kind of the opposite happens. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, that didn't go as planned. And then you get that feeling of disappointment, which then I think puts you in a different vibrational state. And now it's like you're all whacked out. So I, I, I think that it's kind of like a you have to like have a a formula that works specifically for you. Right. Yeah. But I also like that you said. I agree with. Um, taking your mind off of things like just being like okay like I'm gonna go for a walk or I'm gonna do this and not just like sitting in front of your computer or like on your phone waiting for the emails to roll in because I think that that like sends like that desperate vibe (laughs) exactly and when I find myself getting caught up in conversations with other you know entrepreneurs and stuff and they're like oh you know um I'm gonna do this program to get tons of more Instagram followers, or I'm going to do this, you know, like, and you start thinking like, wow, should I do that? Like, I'm not keeping up. I'm not, I'm not going to be successful. I'm like, Jessica, step away from anything. Like when things feel inauthentic to me and I'm, and I catch myself feeling, what's the word? I'm not really scared, but I guess kind of like in a place, yeah, like desperation. You just kind of feel like I don't know, like you would have to be doing things that you don't really want to do because they don't feel good to you. It's like, oh, just step away. Go do stuff you love to do. Go do self-care. Go take a walk. Don't, uh, don't get caught up in all of the, the newest, latest advice for what you have to be doing because you don't have to be doing any of that. Because with Law of Attraction, you're always behind the wheel. And it doesn't matter what newest thing is in. I always just remember like my mind is the most powerful component. And if my mind is not right, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go how I want it to anyway. I love that you brought that up because <laughs> I feel like I, that's like my struggle point right now. I feel like I'm struggling a lot. I've said that like four times this episode. Um, but <laughs> I feel like if I'm like getting caught in that, like comparing myself to like what other people are doing and being like, Mm -hmm. is what I, is what I'm, what is what I'm doing enough? Like, should I be taking this course? Like, should I have another coach? This is specifically for this. Like, should I do this? Like, 
and you just then nothing gets accomplished because like your wheels are spinning you think that there's so much more that has to be done when really like you were saying like as long as you have your mind and like you're able to pull from that and use that as your resource to create things that's all you really need yeah I totally agree I have a Facebook that's specifically for my blog and I've just been adding a lot of people who are in the same space that we are and I find it so overwhelming. Oh yeah, those that that type of thing overwhelms me too when I I just like I see everyone doing their like their Facebook lives and I see them uh, promoting this and doing this and like oh have you heard about that and it's like I'm like, it's almost dizzying for me. I'm like, I can't, I'm only on there for like a short amount of time if I like need to post my own stuff within my Facebook group. But I'm like, I'm almost like, I think it was maybe a mistake because then you get caught up in that comparison trap. And I think that you then question like your own, like, is, are my courses good? Or like, are my worksheets or my books, like, are they equivalent to that? So I think that every maybe online entrepreneur kind of goes through that at least that's been my experience and kind of listening hearing you and I've talked to some other people too who who also sure feel, feel that same way yeah I always I feel like when I get myself caught up like that I start realizing you know and I'm just like okay I got to go back to the drawing board and I need to get clear on what I want from my business and how I want it to look you know like I don't want to be doing like well I know I'm always changing but like say I don't want to be doing Facebook lives I just don't want to be doing that or I don't want to be you know I don't want to have to do this like you know they're always saying there's always something that it's like you need to be doing this in order to make this amount of money oh but in reality like no you don't that's someone else's reality they have found that it works for them because they believe that it works so that's the only reason why it works so yeah. I just like remind myself like Jessica no, it doesn't have to be that way. Like you do how you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's the belief. It's not the actual action because I mean, there's some people who do Facebook lives every day and they're not making any money at all. Right. Well, that might be because they don't feel like natural. Like I don't feel natural on camera at all. Like I feel so awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the type of person I feel too on the spot and um when someone asks a question I'm like what and I need like time to like process and I'm even like that in real life like when I'm talking to someone I like I need to process it mm -hmm. and then respond which is why writing has always been like my strong suit because I'm able to process and then like gather my thoughts and express them but face-to-face -face, even with just a normal conversation I can be like a little spastic in my conversation because I just haven't processed what they just said right I was like doing a, a Facebook live and no one was watching and I was like okay I'm fine like literally zero people are watching right and I'm like I'm fine I'm fine I've got this I've got this and like one person <laughs> started watching <laughs> and I completely lost it I was like uh <laughs> I just could not, I could not get in a groove after that <laughs> one person. It's like, I'm literally having a conversation and I can't even like keep it together. But it's like, it's because like Facebook sends you these notifications and then like you see the person's name and if they're asking questions, I'm like, I could not, I just, it never felt natural to me and I never felt That's like I had 
a cohesive message. I feel like for me, it's better. Like I'm much, I'm a much better writer. Like that's how I would prefer to communicate because I can like systemically go Mm -hmm. through how I'm delivering my message versus like when you're on camera, I get kind of like, and I I feel like if I really wanted to, if I really had to, I could develop the skill set to do it. Like, but again, like you said, if it doesn't feel natural, doesn't feel comfortable for you, like you don't have to do it. And I think, you know, kind of going back to it, it's like, what you were saying like everyone's like oh you need to ha- do this in order to make x amount of money and it's even going back to what you were saying like the core and the value of what your business is like who are you serving like what is your message and what is your intention like who are you here to help and who are you here to serve and i think when you really like narrow down those questions like that's the simplicity of business it doesn't have to be super convoluted with like a fancy website and sales funnels and all of these things. I mean, granted, there are some like necessities that you do have to have, um, but we tend to way overcomplicated it to the overcomplicated to the point where like our message is diluted. Exactly, and then you're because you're, you're trying so hard to do what you think you should be doing because that's what everyone else is saying that you need to be doing. And it's like, wait, you kind of like lose yourself, and yeah. you, yeah, you just I. I've caught myself for sure many times like, wait a minute, this is not even coming from an authentic place. Abraham Hicks, I always love how they say, does it feel fun? If it doesn't, don't do it. Yeah. So I remember I wrote a blog post about bone broth. (laughs) And I remember like writing it being like, this is awesome. Like, this is great. It's going to like give my blog like a whole nother section of like content. And then I like, look back at that blog post and it is so random like and I don't even know why I feel like (laughs) I was like trying to like become a lifestyle blogger and I was like this doesn't feel natural Mm -hmm. to me at all and so I was just really trying very difficult to like make it something that it wasn't and I have still have the blog post up because I like Mm -hmm. I always like to focus on progression of like where someone started and where they're at now. So I, oh, I'll keep all of my blog posts up. Yeah, I mean, think about it. There's lots of authors and people who, if you think about it, you never see them. You don't see them on social media. You don't really see them going around touring the country. Like they write books as their thing and they make a ton of money. And it's like, hmm. So you don't have to be the jack of all trades, like juggling 20 balls and stuff all over your head and hands and feet and like, doing all this stuff as an entrepreneur. And I just, I always joke with my husband, uh, you know, the singer Sia. Yeah. I love her. Um, I always say like, I'm the Sia of the blogging world. Like I just want to stand in a corner where you can't see my face and release my, my, uh, my thoughts on things. But like, I don't want to have to like turn around and be put on the spot and be surrounded by a bunch of people. Like, I mean, that's a joke, but I just feel like, you know, I just, I kind of want to do my own thing in my own way. And if I need to grow for a certain reason and make videos, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like you said, I'm sure I could do it, but I don't want to come to a place of doing it because I feel like it's what I should be doing or what I have to do. Yeah. It's like it. I want to come from a place of excitement. Like, Ooh, I want to make a video now. Like I'm ready. I want to do videos or I want to do this. Like I want to come from that place like a natural creative inclination to create that's like a double but like yeah you want to create it for the sake of curiosity rather than necessity 
Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think I'm glad we had had this conversation as part of the podcast because I think that that's like very important topic that maybe online entrepreneurs don't really talk about. And I feel even weird calling myself an online entrepreneur. Like I still struggle with that. Like I know. when people ask me what I do, I'm like, oh, I run a website, and they're like, okay, and that usually shuts down the conversation. Um, because then it becomes that's a better answer than me. <laughs> what do you say? I don't know. Usually, I'm always like, I'm always like, um, I'm a blogger. Um, <laughs> I sell some stuff for my blog, and they're like, cool story. Like <laughs> they think, but I never that's, answer that question good. I've got to come up with like a good. Yeah, because like <laughs> I feel like the times that I have told people what I do. It's like, I get like two responses. I get one of like, I've always wanted to do that. Like, I have this idea, like, what do you think? And then it becomes them pitching me their idea. Or it's like, and do you actually make money? Or it's like, oh, you do that. So do you actually make money? Like, it's some kind of thing. I'm like, okay. So that's why. That's what I think. I think they think like, yeah, you're just online journaling your life for free. Yeah, like, and they don't really get that you're like legit making an income. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't really, and it's mostly like people who maybe are in a different generation. Like, they don't understand the internet and how it works. So they're like, oh, you just like what, like, brands Mm -hmm. pay you? Like, I'm like, no, like, Cheerios is not cutting my checks here. Thanks (laughs) for for your your inquiry, but no, it's not really like how it how it works out so <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I think it is that is definitely over people's heads who aren't online yeah yeah it's kind of why I'm like if I'm well who aren't working online I should yeah well yeah I mean and I think eventually like more and more people will start to do it or it will become like more of a popular thing yeah. like I think when you're in the space you don't see it like you don't see how weird it, it can be right yeah so what we kind of talked about it but um where who are your teachers like where do you learn from what books or courses or videos do you listen to for inspiration um like currently I'm reading I don't know if I'm gonna say his name right or not it's so embarrassing but um Neville Neville no I think it's Neville Neville Goddard I just discovered him and I don't know why I haven't he's I see I think he has quotes in the secret I I think I've seen his name like many times starting there but I've never read any of his books and they're they are freaking mind-blowing amazing so I and I also love Dr. Wayne Dyer oh I had never read his book before yeah I had thought like oh he's too popular I don't, I don't want to read any of his stuff, but then I finally did. And I'm like, wow, now I know why he's popular. Like, <laughs> yeah, really, really good. And um, yeah, Mike Dooley. Who else? Like, I there's so many authors that I love. I love um, Abraham Hicks, which I oh Abraham Hicks is. A, I first started seeing the Abraham Hicks quotes everywhere, and I was like, wow, this guy is so great. Who is he? <laughs> and then I look up. I look up the book and I'm like, I can't find an Abraham Hicks. And then I saw Jerry and Esther Hicks. I'm like, what is going on? And then I, and then I started reading about what it was. I was like, Oh, come on. Seriously. What? And, uh, 
But the information was so good that it got me over the hump of like this. You got to be kidding me. That's kind of my first thoughts because, you know, I was new to all this. And then yeah. it was like, well, you know what? The information is so good. I can overlook what. But now I, I really do see it as Esther Hicks is like. However she words it, I feel like she's basically just getting completely, completely in a place of alignment. Yeah. And speaking from that place. And I don't know about everything else, but um, everything that she says is just so good. And I love it. And I listen to her probably almost every day when I'm like taking a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think anytime that you can include podcasts like this one or um, videos or just like anything, I downloaded like um, Louise Hay, like her affirmation tapes and they're like, they sound um. so <laughs> like I'm embarrassed to listen to them like without my headphones on because of like the music. It sounds like <laughs> 80s, like elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like always listening to them with my headphones on because like if anyone heard this, they would be like, what is wrong with this girl? Um, and it's like funny. She actually brought up mm. Abraham Hicks and one of it. And it was like, if you're not familiar with Abraham Hicks, dial this number and I was like holy crap like this is very old um and she's like or log on <laughs> to the internet at www.abraham.com and I was like wow this is old <laughs> there is so much like very lame like it you know just um old school stuff in the <laughs> woo-woo arena like when I went to Sedona I was like I saw like this sign with a guy that sort of looked like Jesus. I know he wasn't, he was something else like an archangel and his, I don't know if it was his eyes were like blinking purple. I was like, Oh my, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. What, what is that? (laughs) And uh, sometimes like Oracle cards can be like, they're so lame, like the artwork and stuff. I'm like, Oh no. But then like the message is so good. (laughs) So yeah, it's very like, you really have to like find (laughs) <laughs> you are, like what works for you because there is so much out there uh, where you can find where we can find you online at www. <laughs> you can log on online, online. to com <laughs> or www. I want to get some elevator music yeah. <laughs> I should find some and just like plug it in the background get a plug-in so I can add like purple blinking lights to my website like I think it would give it a better atmosphere <laughs> so funny um and then on Instagram it's dwell in magic right yeah it's dwell in magic everywhere if you just type in dwell in magic on any social media platform like I'm probably there 